Hi, you guys. I'm here with Gabby Sakara. She is a, well, she's a lot of things. She's like, um, she's got a TikTok and a YouTube and she's a singer. She's on um, Spotify, or I guess you're on a lot of stuff with that. Um, okay. I actually like the way you're described um, on Spotify. You're a conscious musician artist mixing magic and sound healing with pop R&B sprinkling uh or yeah sprinkling of jazz to bring truth knowledge wisdom light and love to the hearts and minds and souls of all those who are open to receive and like i was like oh that's just super cool and then you do like health conscious stuff but so here's the thing it's like where i found you is i've been obsessed with sticks like my whole life and like all of my family knows that when i go like hiking i just am like do 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 all right i'll pick up that stick and then i just like hike with it like it's almost like i was an old person since i was a little kid i don't know i just have always been obsessed with with sticks and so one of my friends who like has hiked with me in a bunch of places and we went to the redwood forest and i got a bunch of redwood sticks to take home to make walking sticks um she she sent me your video on instagram and she's like this is like you and i look at it and it's about the grounding properties of actually the reason why we're attracted to sticks and so i was like oh. and then i started binging your stuff and i was like this chick's super cool so welcome <laughs> aboard gabby hi yeah no thanks so much for having me like since you connected with me I was like okay let's check out a channel and I've been watching some of your YouTube videos and like to be honest I felt a little bit inadequate even being on here because I was like oh my gosh everyone knows so much stuff like you know all about they've traveled the world they've been to all the pyramids and all the megaliths and I was like I'm not sure what we're going to talk about but we'll just have a vibe because I could always already tell with your energy as well that we're just being to such the same stuff and like I I think I'm telling you in a message that I've um, been like traveling the UK to all the megaliths these past few years um, and we, we, I know that we're going to have so much to kind of share and talk about and I'm just really pleased that you've invited me on so thanks so much for having me. <laughs> well, well okay so like I, I, stones are like my biggest obsession you know so I'm <laughs> that's like you know but so and I noticed that you went to like some Pictish stones and you've you, you have some intuition about these stones in general so let's let's start there tell me what 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 you think of all this megalithic stuff in general what does it speak to you like what's your what's your thoughts on on these places when you go to them yeah well um we kind of started off our megalithic journey really just kind of like wanting to go and see them we didn't really know much about them and obviously um have you, have you been to the uk by the way <laughs> Yeah, I actually, I went to grad school there. I lived there for three years. So I, I lived in, I lived south on the Northern line, like in London. And I, okay. I, I I went to Stonehenge for the first time. Like I backpacked Europe when I was like 20, I'm 40. And I backpacked Europe when I was like, I don't know, 23 or something. And I spent six weeks in the UK and I was like obsessed with all this stuff. <laughs> so the first time I went to Stonehenge, it was one of my first megalithic experiences actually. And I... I didn't know what to expect. I kept, I went there on the summer solstice. In fact, I went there three times on the summer solstice by accident. And so the very first time I went there, they allowed us to go touch them. And like, cause it was like the one day a year that they like opened the thing and they allowed us, this was yeah. like a long time ago. And I don't know if they still do that, but anyway, I could hear them. Like, I was like, why are they making a humming noise? Why are these, why are these stones making a noise? And it slowly kind of started creeping into my you know subconscious of like there's something more to these stones mm -hmm. so yeah 
yeah a thousand percent and that's what I was gonna say is because when you do go around and visit the UK stones they have these little plaques next to them and it explains like the history of what they are and pretty much every single one is like oh it's a burial site they found bones and like old kind of like pottery and stuff here and that's all it is kind of thing and it's so strange because we kind of went and we were like feeling this energy and we were like well you know if it's just a burial ground like why does it feel so strong the energy and once we started like looking more and more into it not only through our own experiences but actually kind of like looking into more online than just what they tell you um there's just so much depth to the possibilities of what they could be and kind of like you know what you can actually do with them because what we found is that they are literally they're all been built on ley lines and we believe they're all built by ascended masters and um, who were all aware of the energy of the earth they're all aware of how to ascend and get back to god um, i don't know if your your viewers are very spiritual but i'm really spiritual on spiritual path so for me the the reason we go to these megaliths now and the the kind of viewpoint that I have on life is always like kind of starting like through a spiritual lens so we like um go to these places and we believe that they were built by the ascended ancient masters um and they were put on specific ley lines of the earth aligned to the heavens aligned to the star constellations to basically become like energy ports and um so you know how like you can get a, a usb and you plug it into the computer and then you like download information and stuff we kind of see it as you go there you plug in you get information you can you, you can receive light you can receive wisdom you can receive like healing spiritual upgrades i believe that they could also be be used as literal portals from one place of the earth to another other if you know how to actually activate them and use them and stuff um that I, I just think that the possibilities are endless but what we've been doing is going and receiving the light from them when you connect to them because they're connected to the ley lines of the earth and connected to the star constellations you can receive different types of energy and different types of like upgrades and different types of downloads from each one and so i kind of really see the value in not just going to the same one all the time but actually going and exploring or as many as you can really because what you receive from them is so different in each one would you agree? <laughs> I, I, I do agree with that. And I, I think I've been kind of like bumbling around like a bull in a china closet trying to do just that. Like I, I go to so many of these different spots because there is, there is a download every time I go and I'm just like, oh, new epiphanies of everything. It's amazing. And then like, what are we really in? What is this? I'm going and yeah, I'm, I'm definitely on a spiritual journey as well, but, um, I have a bit of, um, kind of like, I guess like scientific proof that there's Okay, so I just did this big Belize trip, and um, one of the the guys who invited me on the trip, he had a like his brother was a an electrician, and so he had a machine that um, tests conductivity, and yeah. so we went to like some like old ruins that hadn't really Mayan ruins that hadn't been um, fully excavated, and he was able to show us that like the stones are conductive like like mm -hmm. electrically conductive and you could touch the you could ground it, it to put the grounding wire into the ground touch it on any stone that was one once part of the original structures and it would go the conductivity would go like boom like super high like you know like higher than copper or you know like super crazy high but then if you touched it to the gravel that they just made the walking path with or a rock I had into my my pocket or something no, no like they, they weren't conductive at all so like there's something 
special about these ancient stones that I don't think we've really started to scientifically even recognize. And mm -hmm. a lot of people just dismiss them as, well, they're just like, just whatever. They're just like stones in general. But I, it's it's kind of like the exact, you showed a video recently about um, how you really are, tell us about that walking stick thing, about how you really are actually getting grounded from it. Yeah, well, um, obviously like, people when they ground they take their shoes off and there's a lot of really powerful like healing benefits to grounding um just even just on an energetic level you just feel so much better it, get, it helps get rid of negative energy and all sorts it charges you up from the earth but um a lot of people have to take the shoes off and what we ended up doing we were on like a walk at some time and when I say we I've got a spiritual teacher he's kind of been like my guide since I started this journey and so we have been going on our like kind of megalithic tours if you will and okay. um, we were on a walk one time and we had we just found a wooden stick we were just um, clearing some bushes to get <laughs> to get through a path um, and he was walking with the staff um, and then we ended up st stopping on the top of this cliff and we were stood on a massive giant stone on the top of this cliff and he just went whoa feel that and he was like hold this hold this staff and feel that and because we was on the stone like you said stones are a lot more conductive that they like hold a stronger energetic charge you think about stones all the minerals in them they've got like precious metals they've got crystals in they've got all sorts of um materials in there that hold the charge so I was like wow you can really feel the energy coming up the stuff and we were like wow and then it was like this instant download that's why the ascended masters walked around with staffs that's why Jesus Buddha like Moses the Kung Fu masters they all had staffs and so it was like this wow okay perfect so now we can walk with the staff and don't have to take our shoes off even better and so we've been doing it ever since and you really can feel the difference some people say oh do you know what wood isn't a conductor though so how does that even work like all the electricians have been on my <laughs> channel saying it doesn't like work but yeah it does because you can feel it and um, one of my friends did actually do a test with um, the wood and I've just posted that video recently as well and it's got like one of those same I think it's called a contu cont continuity tester mm -hmm. and then it actually shows the the charge that's coming through the staff and so yeah it's like next level grounding really just because it saves so many people I've even had a really beautiful person and they, they messaged me saying hey like I had um, an injury I can't even walk and I was gutted because I felt like I was getting rid of um I was missing out on grounding and now I know how to ground you know without needing to be stood on the floor and it's nice to kind of give people that that easier option almost yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah okay so um and I, I think that's amazing that you're on and I think you're on to something like next level with and I, I also, I don't know who built the stones. I do think that like, uh, um, you think they're ascended masters and I'm like, okay, well, like I, maybe the entire, I mean, here's where I'm at. Like, this is the cray town that I, I'm like cray cray. Like, this is where I'm currently at. I'm like, we didn't build them. Okay. Like, um, whether it was, we were used to be in something more Lord of the Rings where there was hobbits and giants and dragons and whatever and like our dimensions split or something I don't really know like I just feel like who it's a, it is a um, when you really start studying them and you touch them and you're around them and you and you like look at like I look at 
I'm such a dork that I look at pictures of stones from all over the world basically every day, which people would be like, if they saw my feed of what I look at it on like my social media, they'd be like, dude, you got problems. You just look at stones all day. It's just like weird. But like you can see so many similarities all over the world. And it's it's a cross-cultural phenomenon that is, it's just bizarre. It's super bizarre. But um, yeah, I think that uh, I also sometimes have been recently playing around with the maybe the concept of we're only seeing well first of all time has been really playing with me a lot and I'm kind of I don't really know how old or how new things really are or aren't but I I start thinking about things as if maybe these are like like a part that was manifested and grounded in our reality and there's some more to these on a different reality or a different realm or layer I don't know how mm-hmm. if that makes sense or not but um I, I definitely think it's they are the, the connection points that of yeah. where we can figure out like the bigger story of what we are and what's going on here I love how you said that about there's some more on another kind of dimension because I've actually heard that when you cut a tree down in the astral realm it's still up and alive and thriving it's still a giant tree and so in say like the fairy dimension or whatever it is the nature spirit realm even though that tree doesn't exist for us on our dimension where we can't physically see it it's energetic tree version still exists in an, a different dimension and so the obviously there, there could be worlds upon worlds that will coexist with us in this plane um but something interesting you're saying about looking at all the different stones in the world it's really cool that you do that because there's something that I, I don't know if any, um, anyone's tried this but you can do a spell and connect to any of the stones that you see even in an image and you can basically energetically connect to them and receive the wisdom and the guidance and the information and the charge from them like even just being sat in your own home and so when you do look at all the different stones you'll be receiving the energy from them but if you wanted to actually amplify it and like make that strong connection then just to share like something that I might say as a spell um as an example if I saw an image I would say I connect to those stones and I absorb the energy instantly and then when you do that you can absorb the energy you can do it with crop circles you can do it with anything really and so I wanted to share that because it's quite a nice way of obviously being able to physically travel and experience the stones in person is better but if you can't for whatever reason it's quite nice to be able to do that and connect all over the world I I think you're on to something too with like um I've been I've been playing a lot with the concept of um basically like intention is so key right and like you can you can manifest yourself to be in different places throughout time. Like you can be in one spot in multiple time. Like it's, and, uh, and like, so I've been playing a lot with that recently, but let's talk about um, words of spells and like, and then how you like, cause you talk a lot about that on your channel. So yeah. what, like what epiphany happened for you to where you really started realizing this and, and how do you, how do you work with it? Yeah, it's been a like, it's been a very much a gradual journey. I think that um, as a songwriter, I've just always been aware of lyrics in general, um, but not never really like about, you know, that they cast spells, like everything you say casts a spell, people say that it, that's why it's called spelling. And so um, I've been aware of it, but then just like, I think starting my spiritual journey, I heard those um, people say like, you know, when you say good morning, well, why would you be mourning? You shouldn't be sad and in mourning, you should be like happy and positive. And so rather than saying good morning or hell, 
low, you could say hi love or something like that where it's like basically the words you use, they cast positive spells, they cast positive energy because you don't want to be hell low and you don't want to be in mourning, you want to be like higher love. So it's about kind of being aware of these things and uh, the energy that each word holds and then trying to um, consciously, everything you say, trying to kind of talk light rather than talk the night. So um, it's been it's been something that like my language has evolved over time because the more I talk, the more I'm like, oh my God, did you just hear me say that? Wow, that's another like negative spell that we say all the time that I didn't even realize. I've got like a whole series on my channels of like number 25, like negative spells we say in our everyday life we don't realize and stuff. So if you did want to have a look, um, there's loads in there, but something to go back to the stones and spells that came to me recently was in England, there's a tale called the, uh, the Sword and the Stone, and it's um, like a fairy tale about King Arthur and a magician who's um, called uh, Merlin. And basically, King Arthur pulls this sword out the stone, and it's all about magic. And with being aware of words and stuff, I realized that the sword and the stone is an anagram for words and the tones. So what when you've got an anagram of a word, it's the same energy because all the, letter, the letters, even if they're in a different order, it, the word still has the exact same letters, which means it still has the exact same like energy. Mm -hmm. So the sword and the stone, this tale about like magic and this guy becoming king um, is actually like a metaphor for the words and the tones. So when you say words, and it's even when you say like in them in certain tones, like music, you're singing or you're chanting, then it's all about magic again. So I just thought it was really cool how the sword and the stone story is a massive reflection on literally how you cast magic, which is with your words and like your tones and stuff like that. So, so you you actually then, wrote some books, right? And then you have a bunch of and you have a lot of your your words like your spells in in them I I didn't um but there was a book I don't know if I spoke to you about it but someone had asked me whether there was anyone that I could kind of um reference in in terms of you know pe good people to check out for all this stuff and there is a woman online called um Laurel Arica and she um she's like really really on it she does youtube videos and stuff and then there was another book and i haven't actually bought it or read it but I, I saw it and i thought that looks quite good it's called like word magic or something and it was on amazon i couldn't recommend it because i've not i've not read it but um really it, what i do is just talk and i hear stuff it's like almost when you say an intention i've set the intention now to try and speak light so now it's like my consciousness just guides me to recognize when I say a word and I'm like, oh, wow, I've just said a negative spell and I can cancel and correct it and then try and like change my language so that it's, you know, different. Um, when you're at stone circles and these megaliths, you know, the energy is so powerful. And one of the things that I've become so aware of as well is people just go and they chat absolute like crap and they're there and they're thinking negative things and they're talking negative things and I'm like if you were aware of how highly charged your energy is right now and the spells that you're casting with that energy at this sacred site like it would be really nice for people to just start becoming more and more aware of it because I do think that well when we talk we create and so it's it's important to just be trying to create like positivity you know rather than negativity 
I, I also think that with thoughts, you know, um, I, I, I kept on thinking for a while that, I don't know, I think the first time I experienced, I started experiencing little hits of telepathy with like, I could hear other people's thoughts every once in a while and stuff. I started experiencing that in 2017 and I, and I kept on thinking, oh, damn, I got to clean up my thoughts. Cause like if anybody else is telepathically getting my thoughts, like that's, you know, I mean, I, I, I used to just like, we're trained to be like society, I think kind of trains us to be very critical of ourselves and others. And I would catch myself like, I don't know, like waiting at, uh, in, at the grocery store, like waiting to check out and like judging somebody in front of me or just thinking something negative about them even. And I don't do that anymore at all. Like I've completely trained myself out of like, I don't, I don't care what anybody else looks like or does or feel. I mean, I just wish all of everybody well, because like it, you really have to work. You, and it's okay. If you mess up, you just go, you just read, just catch it, catch it. And then like correct your thinking, but it does not help to even just look in the mirror and be shitty to yourself over some like these things are not helpful like it doesn't change the way you look at that exact moment and all it does is make you feel bad about yourself and it gets you in a further down spiral so it really if you can start by just recognizing your thought patterns as they come up it it's man that 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 can like change your world if you can Mm -hmm. at least that's i i feel so much better in life now um just I'm not completely amazingly clean thinker or anything, but compared to what I, an unconscious thinker that I was like super long time ago, uh, it's a big difference. So, and, and I also, yeah, I, and what leaves your mouth is, I mean, there's things you can't put them back in, like when you actually (laughs) verbalize stuff. So you have to be really careful. Yeah. I mean, I've seen like a photo was ages ago and it was like someone had written everything that they've said, like all over their bodies. And it was like, if you got like everything you said became a tattoo on your body, would you be more careful about what you say? And what I think has happened in like today's society, like the English language has been so manipulated and changed. And what I would teach on my channel is that in the past, and I say in the past, so it's not a spell that I'm casting out now, but in the past, there have been basically evil beings who've been trying to uh, rule the uh, humanity, basically. They've been, they've been feeding off our energy, and they keep us out of our power through us being ill, through us having that lack of motivation, falling out with each other, divide and conquer, um, you know, negative thoughts, speaking negatively of each other, just all the negative stuff. And to the point where even our language has been changed, where we now, like, you'll have, like, young people saying, oh, that's so sick, that's so wicked, like, you know, that meaning that's really cool. But no, because that's literally conditioning. When you're aware of how energy conditions things, you're literally saying that is sick, that's wicked, you're casting demons out without even realising. And so this is, like, small things that people don't even recognise they're doing, and this is how it's just become so ingrained into society to be negative without even realising it, and the movies you watch, the dramas, people, like, falling out with each other, the Kardashians and stuff, when people are following the mainstream, like, agenda, it's really easy to just think it's normal to, like, you know, fall out with your sisters and to, like, sleep with each other's partners, and it's become such a, like... um a strange world where what isn't normal has been normalized and so I just think that it's it's not 
our fault because we've we've grown up in it. We've pro we've been programmed with it. Like it's it's been so well um, planned out the whole the whole way society is to keep us in our lowest um, state with the least amount of power, personal power within us. And so this is all like I believe there's like a great spiritual awakening going on where the light's coming back and we're taking back our power and like it, everything's changing we're going to be nicer nicer to each other nicer to ourselves we're going to be healthier and everything else that goes with it and one of the things that I found has been really helpful with me doing my own shadow work doing my own facing my demons and facing all those negative thoughts and the judgmental thoughts I would have about people was actually to go to the megaliths because the power and the energy that they have I was able to cast spells about me being positive about me being loving about me being compassionate and I was able to like fill myself with light and when you fill yourself with light the energy um, and this is kind of talking about the staff as well but when you have the staff on the ground the energy comes up through the staff and into your palm chakras because we've got chakras on our hands and what what your chakras are that um, and your hands are an extension of your nervous system so the energy the information the light it comes into your nervous system and it fills you with light and what that does on a spiritual level is it kicks out negativity it kicks out demons and it can kick out like emotional baggage that you've been holding on to for years even lifetimes after lifetimes and so once you kick kick those out you've got room to grow you've got light in you to grow and and you're like light begets light and you almost be you're you're a lighter and brighter person because of it the megaliths they're really powerful for helping with your spiritual ascension and your shadow work and stuff and this is why i'm saying there's just so much that they do <laughs> yeah i i mean i i i uh I agree. Like I really do. And, uh, I think it's, it's, I, a lot of people are, um, confused at why I like, I'm, I, you should see my, I have a lot of fossils and rocks and I like dig for them and I always am going and I'm like really into all my crystals and my, my I'm me and the mineral kingdom. We're like this. <laughs> I, I dig the mineral kingdom. Um, but, it, and I think a lot of my friends and my family are just like, like, they think I'm like, like they don't get it like I don't know I don't have that many people that get it they're just like mm, okay hey Nikki I found a cool rock for you enjoy that I'm like oh like there's no better gift you could give me than a rock it was yeah, like yeah. the best thing in the world to me um but anyway I I think even even that in paired with the, the megaliths is just not I don't know it's 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 super cool okay so tell us a little bit about you do have some books though. You just came out with a new one. I, I tried to download it last night, but it, I didn't know that I was going to get it instantly before this interview. So I'm going to download it after this interview and do all that. So yeah, so it's actually, uh, the books are my spiritual teacher I was talking about. So a lot of the stuff that I have learned, like to be fair, he's taught me a lot of it. Um, and so there's some of the stuff that kind of comes to me and I'll share as well. But um, I do owe a lot of like my um, experiences um, from him. He kind of found his own path. He did his own thing. And I ended up meeting him as a friend in um, like Manchester at some point. And um, we just really connected because I was just literally starting my spiritual journey. And he was telling me all this stuff that I was looking into. And I was like, oh, wow, like it was all making sense. And then he was like, hey, this is the path I've done. I've gone like raw vegan, I've done this, I've done that, I've gone to the megaliths, it's helped my, you know, build my chi, it's filled me with lights, filled me with life force. 
And then so he was like, you should experience it and see for yourself and see what it's like. So I thought, yeah, go on then. And so like um, I've kind of been following his path. Um, but what I like to say and teach is that it's not about following someone else and doing everything with them. It's about finding your own path. But sometimes if people have like done it first, they've got some good guidance and you can kind of shortcut yourself on how to like, you know, progress and do your shadow work as quick as possible. It's always about finding the light within yourself and also experiencing for yourself. So don't just believe anything that anyone's telling you, but actually go and try it for yourself and then you'll know. And then you can actually go and teach from the from the wisdom of not knowing. So I got my first strike on YouTube uh, like last week because of a 2019 video I did on shadow work. So that's super interesting. Uh, and then I repealed it or I, I like, and th like, this is before, you know, this, the pandemic, this is, I didn't talk about anything about this because this was like before any of that. So I, uh, and it was for like harassment or bull cyber bull. I don't even know what it was talking about. So I, um, yeah, like I, I, like I submitted the repeal thing for them to relook at it and they still said, nope, it, you don't meet the community guidelines. And so I got a strike. Um, so I don't really know, guys, how long I'll even be on YouTube, tell you the truth, because um, that's kind of uh, scary. But uh, so that, but so now I'm just going like, OK, so what's your what's your what's your best tip or method for your shadow work um, and hoping that YouTube doesn't erase that? Apparently, those are those are fighting words. <laughs> <laughs> now you've said it I'm thinking that there's a lot more I've said earlier in the conversation uh, hey I mean if this, if, it, if this is like bannable then I'm not gonna like any one of my podcasts isn't gonna be on you know so yeah, yeah. Do you know well just in terms of the banning and stuff like I seem to get away with saying quite a lot. I, I think that like, just believe you'll be okay. <laughs> just yeah. have that intention, like have that good energy around you and stuff. And I think that your, your channel will be fine. Um, but in terms of shadow work, I think that the biggest thing really is to just be really honest with yourself and to really kind of um, really be aware of yourself. But in, in a way of like, and it sounds quite harsh, but and this is just what's worked for me, really being like, um, the thing is, I used to be in denial a lot. So say if I was like talking to my spiritual teacher and um, I reacted in a negative way and I projected negative energy onto him or anger or something, he'd go, don't project your anger onto me. And then I'd be like, I'm not angry. I'm not projecting my anger onto you. And I was in denial. I was in anger clearly reacting in an angry way but in denial that it was even me because I didn't want to accept that I could be a bad well it's not even that you're a bad person but I didn't want to accept that I that I did get angry and threw negative energy on and stuff so I needed to be really real with myself and go hang on Gab like get, take your ego for a sit down look at yourself like look at how you're reacting and stuff you clearly are in anger it's okay like it, it's just a natural reaction we get and you can learn to overcome it but if I don't accept that I actually was angry at the time then you're always in denial and then you always keep the, the it at arm's length you never accept it in, in order to actually change it you have to accept your negativity first um, and and realize that you have been acting those ways in order to go okay perfect now I can actually change because I'm aware that I was doing that so for me it was like be really honest with yourself don't be in denial even if you think it wasn't your fault 
question yourself, say, but what can I still learn? Because even if I don't think it was my fault, I'm being shown this for a reason and what parts could have been my fault and just trying to be really honest with it. And from there, once you're like aware of how you're being in every single moment, that's when you can start changing it. And it takes a while. It took me years and years to even like change having negative thoughts and stuff. And um, I did find that some of them were actually just bad spells on me as well, which as I'm saying, like connecting to nature helps get rid of bad spells. Um, you know, wearing crystal jewelry and protection. You like your crystals, put your crystal jewelry on and stuff. Um, helps really get rid of bad spells, yeah. Um, so shadow work, I would just say it's really just being aware of yourself or being honest with yourself as well. And then being kind of brave enough and um, adult enough to adult yourself and, you know, realize when you're in the wrong and accept it and then change it. It was yeah, hard on for I mean, me. I also... <laughs> I mean, I would add on to that is that like, I, I am of the belief that, um, like I'm creating this world in the way. So I'm I, it, like, I'm taking responsibility for anything bad that happens to me, you know? And, yeah. um, uh, I, and I'm, I'm always aware and trying to always think about the, the, you know, the victim perpetrator savior complex stuff and trying to yeah. like, it, like, wait, wait a minute am I playing one of these roles? Do I need to like examine this? And, and, and then I also, um, examine within myself a lot hierarchy and, um, like I I don't want to play into the paradigm of hierarchy within like, uh, whatever, like, am I better than somebody? Is someone better than me? Am I better than an animal? Is the animal, you know, I need to just like, like with anything, like I start thinking about energy in terms of sentience and, trying to um just play just I'm here for just I'm gonna I'm here to expand and connect and be creative and play and not um control manipulate you know or try to follow somebody else's projections or whatever so I'm definitely always trying to to like so a shadow working thing for me would be like like you say be honest with yourself and be like okay so which of the was I playing one of these roles? Was I, was I in one of these, in, in one of these, like, you know, like a moth to a flame hypnotism things. Cause if I am, I need to just own it and stop. Yeah. yeah. And one of the things I've really found, and it really surprised me actually just how much of a role it plays is, you know, what you eat. Cause I always say that like, food is mood when you eat well and you eat like on top of your nutrients and you feel good when you feel good, you feel healthy, you feel positive inside and you're filled with light, you actually just want to be nicer to people. Like you're less kind of like triggered and stuff like that. When you're lacking in something nutritionally, you're nutritionally deficient in something, your body physically needs like those nutrients in order to um, run properly. Otherwise it's lacking in the feel good chemicals and things like that. And so you can literally feel worse, you can feel low. And then, you know, everyone's been ill and you feel you you don't really act in the nicest way when you're not well so I do find that if you eat well it kind of shortcuts you again in terms of just like being able to um overcome the negative uh, shadow side you know to our personalities and stuff it helps you just feel better and and react better to the world really I mean food is so, so weird it's like I can't even like that that's probably like the most triggering thing for people in the universe is the food thing like I've been a vegetarian since 
maybe 16 years, maybe now, mm -hmm. 15, 15 or 16, yeah. almost 16. Anyway, um, and every time I've kind of tried to introduce if flesh back into my diet, I feel like crap. Like, mm -hmm. I don't, I'm sorry. Like, I just, for me, it's not for me you know, yeah. and, uh, but, uh, people get really triggered by that. I've never like more than anything I've ever seen in my entire, in <laughs> fact, like, you know, like the crappiest comments I've ever seen on a YouTube channel was I was watching this fruitarian, um, couple, they, they're fruitarian. I don't, this was many years ago and they had a YouTube channel and they were going on like what they eat in a day and a diet. And like the amount of hate and triggering that people comment on that was just yeah. so weird to me I was like wow like you really are that you guys are sick you're you're you look like you guys are heroin addicts you're gonna die and like just the mm -hmm. things that they say underneath I was mm -hmm. I was um I was just really it's uh it's really surprising actually how all, all that works and yeah I think people are just gonna have to figure out their own path with that because whatever but yeah I I mean I the raw vegan thing that's like legit like i uh, i i did vegan for a year which was great and i was like the prettiest ever my skin was amazing it was awesome and gorgeous <laughs> but uh, it's i'm a flight attendant and it is very hard to i mean it's hard you're going to i sometimes i want to eventually be a breatharian that's where i would like to to go that'd be great like cuz it would just be super easy and awesome not there yet yeah <laughs> But yeah, uh, it is, it's interesting because just socially our, the, we are so messed up with our food sources, like socially, like look at like at restaurants and like when you're going out or just parties or how we, you know, one of our big communication skills with people is to like, oh, let's go to a meal together. And then it's, yeah. I don't know, we just yeah. constantly, it's, um, that's the biggest challenge for me is, is socializing with people around food. Yeah. I think food, what the reason as well, why food is such a big thing for people is it is an addiction, um, especially, you know, the junk food and the meat and stuff, because um, what a lot of people find comfort in food, they help, it, it kind of like helps them like uh, mask their emotions and stuff. People have it as a way of feeling better because a lot of the food that we do eat in the Western society, it really is like crack. It's like a, an addictive drug and it like, it stimulates like three different pleasure centers at the same time. So when you eat it, you feel good after only temporarily because it is a drug you get like this high from like the, the sugars and stuff like that. Um, and so it makes people feel good um, but obviously then you do get the lows after it's not good for your health and it's not good for your soul it's not good for you your finances or anything you know eating junk food all the time um, but it's people are emotionally addicted to it and therefore they they don't really want to well some people don't want to give it up because it's their comfort blanket and people don't like to have to let go you know of those things that have been making them feel good you know those short like short-term pleasures and stuff uh, and people don't see it as an addiction so because it's so normalized um they just think that it's normal to eat junk food all the time um and they don't realize it's an addiction because it's like kind of socially acceptable and it's just like people don't really want to let go of those things but one of the biggest things I've found 
is as soon as you, you can learn to let go of your addictions, the better, because it doesn't mean that you can't ever have it again. Like, of course, enjoy it whenever you want. But to be able to let it go is the most important thing, because if it came to it where you just suddenly couldn't get that junk food or you, you couldn't get whatever you're addicted to, then like... You, have you ever seen people withdrawing from drugs and stuff like they can get angry like I used to have a smoking addiction I would be so horrible to people when I really needed a cigarette and this is just smoking like other drugs and stuff it's much worse and so people get really angry they could fight people they could steal rob they they could turn into a person that they wouldn't ever wish to become when the when the body physically is craving and withdrawing from these drugs and so um it's like if you can learn to let go and like practice fasting or whatever it is in order to, you know, if that time ever came, you wouldn't be fighting with all your neighbours, you'd, you'd be able to be okay and, you know, you could survive seven days without your junk food or whatever it is. I think it's important because we just don't know what's going on in the world, like whether there will be like a food shortage or whatever it is. And you're better just kind of saving yourself the suffering of letting go now rather than being forced to let go where you'll really struggle at some point. Yeah, I I think about that sometimes too. I'm like, well, I don't know. Cause like, I, I don't know what they have coming down the pikes for, <laughs> for her, like whatever. Like, but um, another thing I heard that I think about a lot and um, okay, I, I can't remember. Who, I just know, I don't remember who the source of this was, but I remember that it was supposedly some people from inside of Mount Shasta, like from inner earth were telling I don't, that's who I don't remember. I don't remember who they were telling this to. Um, they were saying something about how we eat all wrong. Like we, everything we eat is dead. And yeah. they're like, even your vegetables, even your fruits, they've been off the tree. They've been off the plant. They've been off the vine for weeks by the time you eat them, like in the super, in the store, whatever they're like. And where we live, the reason we live so long is because we eat life force. We eat, yeah. if we, if we're eating a, a, a piece of fruit, or something it came off the tree and then we ate it or we are eating it within the day you know and we don't like burn it and cook the life out of it we 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 so you guys are eating dead things thinking that the materialization is the thing that you're getting but you're supposed to be getting the life force that's what you're supposed to be consuming and when i think about that i'm like ah well yeah i would say most of what most people i know eat is dead so I started I, I learned that like three or four years ago and I started growing my own garden and which by the way that ends up being like a $40 carrot or something because like the amount of <laughs> like water and resources and everything and time you put into I love it I still am going to do it and like you got to start somewhere right because every year I'm getting a little bit better with my gardening skills than the year before but uh uh then like when I eat like stuff out of my garden I'm like yes life force yeah and, yeah, it's just interesting to think about because, but even with me, with my own garden, it doesn't grow year round. I have winters. I have all these other things. Like, um, yeah. I don't always have a piece of life force that I can eat every day. So yeah. it's interesting that that's, that's what, that is the reason why I've gone raw because, um, even though it doesn't have as much life force as if it was plucked fresh off the tree, I get that. And I'm glad you said that because it's like, yeah, it makes so much sense. Um, raw food does have life force. There's a um, 
there's a camera you can take photos of and it's called a Curlian photography, I think it is. And you can see the life force energy of a tomato like before it's been cooked, then after it's been cooked. And the aura, the energetic field of it is so much more weak and dim to the ones that have been cooked. So cooked food is dead food. But if you eat raw, you eat more life force than if it was, you know, than it being cooked. Um, and so since I went raw, like energetically, I got so sensitive um, and I just had so many benefits from being raw um, that I noticed within myself that I would just advise it to anyone and everyone. But I would say that you need to do it properly because you have to eat like four times the amount of what you'd normally eat and you need to like prepare more and you can't go out for meals like you know you were saying everyone goes out socially for, for food what are you really going to eat when you go out for meals and stuff so it's a different lifestyle but for me the benefits completely outweigh you know the negative parts of it and um, I just feel I feel amazing and um, after every meal you feel so much better you're not kind of falling asleep on the sofa and stuff so <laughs> yeah I would advise it to I need to look into do I um I did raw vegan once for like a month like a workshop thing I was at and it was a lot of yeah it, it was wonderful it's just um and the thing that sucks for me is that I naturally am not like sometimes like I I'm just not naturally a cook or a meal preparer I would love 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 to be like super super rich enough to where I just like have a personal chef like yeah. it makes me all the most of like, like they could just raw vegan me up all day long I'd be like yeah. amazing with my whatever meals like that would be my ideal world that's what I would spend yeah. my money on um so that is really really cool but wait one second because I see what you're twirling in your hand I'm gonna be right back one second like I have this one um, and I always keep okay so what what are these things called again like I got I got Avashra Avashra okay so like I like, I'm, I twirl it in my hands a lot. I think with it a lot. Like sometimes I do a lot of podcasts while I'm holding it. It's like the toroidal field or something. And I just, I don't know. I like, so what do you think? And then I, mine came with like this bell and I'm always like clearing out corners of my room or whatever, like clearing energies. I love that. Um, so tell me what, what's your, what's your connection with this? Cause yeah, I don't okay. know much about it. I just like, one of my friends is like, oh, these are amazing. And they're like for power and stuff like that. And then I thought it was like, I read somewhere that it was like Thor's or like, you know, like, like a lightning bolt or something. And I was like, I don't know. I just feel powerful when I hold it. So I love mine. So first thing first is it's made of, um, mine's made of um, brass, which has got copper in it. Copper is the crystallization of the luminary Venus. And so Venus is a feminine energy. She's expansive. So anything that's copper or has copper in it will expand the energy, like amplify the energy. Um, so these are perfect if you go to megalith. When you go to megalith, you need to take your tools. So take your crystals, take your staffs, take these, um, because the more tools you use, the more you can amplify and enhance the energy that you get from them. So wanted to just share how we how we came across this is we was in a museum in a city called Oxford in um in the UK and we saw like loads of statues of like the Buddha and like different like ascended masters like you know holding one of these holding different mudras like that 
And we like to copy what they do and experiment because they're doing these things for a reason. You'll see a lot of like photos of, well, say photos, but stained glass windows and um, paintings of Jesus holding that mudra. So it's like, well, isn't it funny how mudras are like in Christianity and in Buddhism and they're all across the world in all these different religions. And isn't it funny how like, you know, they use different tools and stuff. And this is why, I love truth because I believe it crosses all religions, all cultures, everything, like everything's interconnected. And um, so you can like enjoy the different tools of different religions. And it's not like you're being culturally, culturally inappropriate and stuff. The truth is here for us all and God wants us all to find the light and the truth. So we saw this, we're like, right, let's get one and see what they're doing with these. Um, and so we got it and what you can do is you can hold it in your hand and obviously it charges you up just from the air because the copper amplifies the energy and it um it amplifies energy from the air so it charges you up just holding it but because it is like a tourist field again it's like it amplifies the power even more um so you can hold it you can do mudras and, and hold it you can do spells and hold it um and it basically just amplifies anything you're doing um so you can even like get rid of bad energy um you know or send energy back to sender and stuff um holding these vadras and if you were to hold it um say if you did the okay mudra like that so you know when people go yeah i'm okay like that when you do that mudra these fingers these ones that are open they channel energy in and then the energy swirls in here it gets stuck in here and it like stays in a loop so you bring energy in with that but it doesn't leave you and so if you held that with the okay sign and then just put your hand flat against like one of the stones at the stone circles it's absorbing the energy but the energy doesn't leave at the same time and then this is amplifying the energy you receive as well so there's different like things you can do with them um but i like to just say experiment because there'll be so much that we've not figured out that you might go hey gab oh my gosh try this put it on your head and do a dance or something i i, <laughs> you know, I do something. i've been like playing around with like I used to think I could control the weather when I was a kid and um, I used to like would draw out lightning where it would come and like so recently I've been kind of this is stupid to go outside with this in a rainstorm but I've been going outside and with rainstorms at the and I've been trying to like it's like my lightning bolt like yes uh, like I I just am kind of like a kid in a lot of ways with that but so that's one thing that I've been trying to I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, when I look online for more information about what they really do, it's just all over the place. Right. So that's yeah. why I'm just trying to, uh, yeah, like figure it out my own self. But yeah, I do think there's something, the infinity sign, basically it's like a 3d infinity sign. So yeah. I, I just, yeah, I'm really connected to it. I really like it a lot. Um, yeah so so weird. I think you can definitely control the weather with it like if you're drawn to that and you used to do it as a kid you definitely did it's not that you used to think you did it you will have been doing it as a child and that inner child it's that is the the soul in you that remembers the stuff you used to be able to do in past lives and stuff it remembers the magic that you've been that you held on to you know so when you feel like doing these things you might feel like a child or whatever it is this is like the wizard, the inner magician in you coming out and, you know, being playful. And this is when you actually literally will <laughs> create the weather. You'll just be messing around one day and then you'll realize that you actually can do it because it comes from somewhere. So um, yeah. I'm going to try it myself. <laughs> yeah, I said, yeah. It's, it's, I think it's super fun. Um, okay. So uh, 
you talk a little bit about um like the Emerald Tabit and the Hermetica. So what what's your connection? I which which I've I've read both. I did a review on the uh, Emerald Tablets, but the Hermetica I've read probably I don't know three or four times now because it's I just think it is so interesting the 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 principles and how they really do seem to apply in this reality. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm, I love them so much, um, and I'm doing like live readings of the Emerald Tablets at the minute because that was kind of the first text that I ever read on a spiritual journey, and I was an atheist growing up, so I didn't like anything that seemed like it was religion. I just felt like it was um, it it just didn't feel right. So to be able to read something like that, which isn't really like um, it's not really been conditioned by any major religions and stuff. It's not like picking up the Bible. Um, I was able to read it and really enjoy it and like put two and two together with stuff. And um, and so I just, I could see so much magic in it and it's given us so many truths that we can put into our lives today and apply today um, that I think it's really important that we're aware of what it's actually trying to tell us and, and you know, how we can put it on our life today to help us ascend and fill us with light. And one of the things that Thoth says is that he built the the Great Pyramid with magic. And so I'm like, you know, it could be ascended masters, it could be giants, it could be that they built them with magic, it could have been sound moving the stones or whatever it is. There's so many different ways that they could have been built, but the Emerald Tablets are awesome because them and all the all the religious texts really they're all guides on how to um ascend on how to basically become an ascended master on this plane um and it basically teaches you how to find internal balance all the different texts talk about fasting and they all talk about the kundalini your energy within building your life force energy um and and how to ascend it and so there's just so much truth in all the different cultures and religions and um yeah I'm I'm just loving going through it all again you know the emerald tablets and stuff so yeah awesome. yeah me too and I, I like I mean that's where the whole uh or at least the um Hermes uh okay let me see how we say his last name the 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 Hermetica or whatever I think is like like the base of where the emerald tablets came before but um you know the principle of as above so below that's that yeah. that's where that comes from you know and that's like mm -hmm. super and just the polarities and the gender thing and how like you basically have a masculine and feminine within yourself and you have yeah. to balance that and then um and the, the way that was all worded and put together uh, for me was like oh right 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 now I get it okay cool yeah you know yeah. it's really interesting to um yeah to 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 see how that 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 plays out okay so tell us about this the music I it's so weird because you have like six million listens on one of your songs or something and I <laughs> I was I didn't even know like you were a musician really because I was like it's the staff girl. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> and then I started looking at your, actually, you're, you're really pretty uh, known for your music. Thanks. I, I wouldn't really say known. I've been doing my music for years and years and years, well before I started my spiritual path. Um, and so it's just been something I've always been doing. Like I enjoy it. And I did really want to make a career out of it before I started waking up spiritually. 
Um, it was like all that I wanted to do. I even said to someone at one point that if I don't make it as a famous singer, I'd rather just die. <laughs> and like, that is like, that is like, we're okay. You need to really sit down with yourself. Like you really would rather, you know, die if you don't make it as a famous singer. Like that's putting a lot on needing this like mega career, you know, and my, my priorities and my values was just so all over the place. And I ended up like going on my spiritual awakening and then really like having a complete shakeup of what I really wanted and even finding out that the music industry is so rigged and you don't really want to be a part of the celebrity like um, groups at all at the minute with what's been going on with them, which we won't go into, but some people might be aware of the, the rumors and the stuff that seems to go on as a celebrity. But more than that, just having no control over like your music or what you want to do. It's all about casting black magic spells to um with words and lyrics and songs and music that is just so like heavy it's um it's dark it it's like the, the music it's literally music is magic and the spells that music has been casting on us it's really powerful when you think about it and um, but what that means though that you can actually cast positive spells as well because of the power of music and so that's what I've started to do now is to try and write spiritual songs and songs that are casting positive spells and bringing light in and music in general music can like literally heal like though it's all frequencies isn't it and so is disease and you know people used to go into stone circles and they would chant and people could regrow their limbs and like music is such a healer in so many ways even emotionally you know just on like the surface level it, it makes people feel connected and stuff and so again music is a whole other conversation um yeah. but yeah I've been, been doing my music on the sideline and um and I appreciate you having a listen as well <laughs> yeah you're really really good it's um you know it's, it's interesting that you talk about it in that respect because um you know, I went to, I went to, I wanted to be a curator of an art museum. Like that was my like dream job, like when I was in school or whatever. And then I ended up um, moving to New York city after London. And I was there for five years and I owned my own and operated my own contemporary art gallery. And um, it wasn't like I like made a money or anything. I literally would go to like vacant real estate, like spots and say like, Hey, I'm not going to pay you rent, but I'm going to come in and I'm going to rent this space. And I'm going to stage it like an art gallery. And then I'm going to help you sell the building. Like, that's how I got into like the, the, like, so I was doing pop-up art galleries for like five years and it, I was pretty successful at it actually. But I also in that process realized that the art world is rigged and it's full of shit. And it's basically like a dick measuring contest for like the super elite and just seeing how how very few how it's it's weird like um I I also like taught uh painting lessons for a while and like you know like at one of those um uh where you would you just bring girlfriends in for par like paint parties and stuff like that yeah. and um I would say like every one in a hundred people or maybe 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 like one in 50 people actually have a lot of really good natural talent and or um are, are really able to express something beautiful, like with, with their hands, like very naturally. Uh, yeah. We don't have a society that would support that economic structure. Like we yeah. don't, like, we don't, like most people don't even like, they would, they would rather go pay for some print they got at Ikea 
than to have a piece of original artwork in their house. They just don't, it's like so unattainable for most people that it's, mm -hmm. it's like, it's become this thing where it's, and it's not about your skill. It's not about how beautiful the things you can create or aren't, or it's not even about beauty. It's all just about, um, it's some sort of manipulation of a market, like, like that, 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 an elite thing. And so it's really, when I, when I got deep in the weeds of the art world, I just realized how it's really difficult for artists to really get into auction houses and make like actually make real money in a living like if people started to do it like, like with etsy and instagram and things like that and and there but they have to be workhorses you know you have to be yeah. a business manager and a workhorse and i don't know the whole the whole system is just it's not set up for people to really be able to have um their creativity supported it's it's yeah uh, only those that can be manipulated seem to rise to the top in a way, which is really sad. And it's sad to see that I see it in the music world and I've seen it in the visual art world as well. Mm. I didn't even know that it crossed like over to visual and art world and stuff, but it is true. Like people kind of got to this point where they don't really value like creativity anymore, you know, in the world. But I do think that it's going to change um as society as the societal structures change because i think that one of the biggest things is like the way that society has been set up it's pretty like hard to just like you know keep afloat in life like even just thinking about every single day like I, i'll go to work and then i like come home and then i've got to sort out some like bills or some files or for some reason like tidy up your house there seems to be just one thing after another of stuff to do um that makes life like so like you've got so much on you don't even have time to you know do do your spiritual work and you know to try and find yourself spiritually and stuff um, and even like you know struggling with finances and I do think that it's been set up like that to keep us in a stressful state but I do think as well that everything's changing and eventually it'll get to a point where people will have more time they'll have more free money and they'll be able to actually you know treat each other to you know spending a bit more to buy someone's artwork just to be loving and kind and to to support them because I think people would really love if they had all the money in the world they'd really love to support you know and pay a bit more just to help someone out but we don't like it's like where is that spare money it is easier to just buy that Ikea painting and have it nice in your house and it's a shame but I think it's down to like the way that society is and once society becomes easier for people um which I do think is coming then it'll um it'll help us all to be more relaxed and to create ourselves and to you know support each other a yeah. lot more well and i mean i even i i do think it is improving even compared to what it was when i was in this this realm like you know 10 years ago it was mm -hmm. I, I mean there's just but listen people if you're going to buy something from some generic store for 50 bucks go to a college kid and pay them 50 <laughs> bucks for like a painting on your yeah. wall or, or find somebody you like on some social media thing. That's like doing some visual, like pay an artist, like 200 bucks to get like a cool thing versus buying something from Hobby Lobby or, or wherever it is you're buying it from or whatever, some commercialized generic painting or, or print that everybody and their mama's dog has go get something original from a, a human being. And like we can create our own economy uh, if we start being just awareness and intention is is also part of it, you know, and the same thing with musicians. I mean, like go to live shows, like go, I mean, like 
tip people if you really like what you're listening to and you're consuming it a lot, whether that's podcast or YouTube shows or or what you call it, like uh, uh, like if you're listening to a musician a lot, and you like them, like you know, go d- d- like be like a yo here, I like this, I dig it. I mean, if everybody yeah. started doing that, we would really have more creativity and more beauty around, and it would really help. It'd be great. Yeah, one of the funny things about music is like um, people say to me like, so like how do you make money from your music? Because like you give it away for free online, which I do because what happens is the way that everyone does it is they just put it on like a distribution website and what they do is they put it on like Spotify, iTunes, like YouTube and obviously people can stream it for free. That's just what everyone does. So that's what I've been doing. And then they're like, but you literally spend like days, weeks, like getting these songs together and then you just give it away for free. Like, what are you doing? Like, where are you valuing yourself and your own time and your own like, you know, efforts in that? Um, and so people have said to me, you, next, the next like songs you bring out or the next album you bring out, you should just have it as like, say, hey, if you want the MP3, just pay me like, you know, send me a five or 10 quid on um, PayPal and I'll just send you the, um, the, P, the MP3 rather than you know giving it away for free um but like I'm there like well people don't buy music they don't even listen to mp3s anymore but that's why you know I have a uh I one of my my baby one of my baby cousins is like um uh he's like 20 years younger than me but uh he is like a country singer right now and he's he's doing pretty successful like he's making a living at it like he owns a van you know and he goes around and he tours like Texas all the time and um he's really good anyway uh he it it's the same he's just like yeah like I don't get anything off of Spotify I mean I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of listens he gets or whatever it is but um it's really just like a calling card and advertisement for his live shows like when he goes out and plays but I'm like not everybody is doing live shows Mm -hmm. and it feels like that's the only way that you can you can do it so like it's Mm -hmm. there needs to be a new model for people to get paid for their music there really does or 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 people need to really start demanding more off these distribution centers because people are listening and they're not getting i mean and maybe the competitor of that is going to come up and and people are going to want to be like okay well i'm not going to keep it on on spotify because i get like you know one penny for every hundred thousand listens so um i'm gonna put it on this other thing that actually pays like a fair amount i i don't know what the, what the what the answer to all that is but something there's definitely a need to for that to yeah. be looked at and i think i think that's why we're here like our type of people it's like we're here to create that like we're here to be the ones that go well do you know what I'm going to do it my own way a different way a way that's you know better for the people who are creating and the people who are trying to do good in the world and stuff and we are the ones to change it and to be to, to, mm-hmm. to make the new the new way kind of thing like rather than following everyone else we just do it our way and then people start to follow us and, and you know it changes I agree I agree so Miss <laughs> right, Gabby, like what, so, okay. What's something else that, um, like a, a message that you give out, like what's your overall like thing for people? Um, my overall thing, what, what I like to just say is that if ever you're feeling like, how can I, you know, make a difference in the world? How can I help bring more light? How can I help, you know, get rid of the darkness and the evil and stuff? The biggest and best and kind of the only way that you can do that is by, um, 
working on yourself and by changing yourself that is the only way really that you can help and you know make a difference and it's the easiest way because we can all you know do our own part and it's you never have to go and try and change the world you just change yourself and then everything else kind of like falls into place and so by doing that I would say like if you want to look at how you can become your best self look at your food food is mood like we were saying try and eat better eat healthier try and do the shadow work be aware of how you react to things and respond to things try and speak more like try and think more like correct yourself if you do have any negative thoughts or words and it's okay if you do but then just make sure that you keep correcting yourself to the point where then you just don't do it anymore um and you know try and be like kind um to people um the biggest the biggest thing really is just doing your own work and then from there you will be making the biggest difference and you'll be inspiring inspiring others and lifting other people up and yeah I just advise everyone to do that because sometimes it can be daunting and you think well there's so much bad going on in the world what do I even do where do I even start and it's with yourself that's it find the love and compassion for yourself and then you can like find the love and compassion for other people as well so what would be yours Nikki? (laughs) Uh, I love that that's so beautiful I'm like um yeah I just um I like my my, I think my biggest theme that I that I, I I'm also really um I'm really interested in sovereignty you know like being um really trying to find your own internal power and I also kind of feel like if you if you become your best version of yourself you can help like you're not going to change the system from within the system it's I feel like you're going to change the system by um like becoming your your best self and then other people could be like oh that's cooler than this like oh okay maybe that maybe that's like that like don't follow the pied piper become the pied piper you know um i don't know uh but i i mean like and for me like i like to follow my own bliss i like to follow my own interest and what does that mean it's like i mean a lot of people i talk to don't even know what they like like they don't even know what they prefer and you just have to like do a lot of internal sitting with yourself and it's like like look I know I like rocks okay like I know I like megaliths okay so like I'm doing like some database on that I'm kind of like trying I'm trying to work on a, on a book I've written this like uh, a guide on like what to look at when you're visiting megalithic sites and then now I'm like trying to expand that into um like actually like really detailed about all the weird correlations that I've made and I'm gonna put that out probably this sometime this year and I um you know, I just think that's, that's like a, like a, do I prefer to do this or do I prefer to do, you know, like, what do I prefer? Oh, 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 just keep on going towards what makes your heart sing a little bit more. And I think if you, if we all did that, it would be such a richer world, right? Like a lot less like, um, robotic drones and more like, I don't want us all to be the same. I want us to have like a a really cool, colorful mixture of crazy. That's like way more fun. you know yeah so like yeah that's I don't know that's what I'm about and I like in my my sub subtitle of my channel is actually exploring the fringe so it's not like I'm I just prefer a lot of rocks but it's like it's not that um I like to talk to people about everybody who thinks like what else do you think is going on here with this thing that we're calling existence it's weird it's interesting let's examine it it's bizarre I like it so um I don't know if I exactly answered the question correctly but that's like you what do. I'm about today. 
Yeah. Well, um, just talking about like what people might deem as bizarre as well. But you, do you know that um, rocks and crystals are alive and conscious? You can actually have conversations with them and stuff. Oh yeah, I I have had conversations <laughs> with rocks and crystals, and I've gotten a lot of downloads and a lot of things. Like, okay, I have memory, and this is like crazy town sauce. Okay, but I'm just saying, like it is. <laughs> like, I have memory of being a blue green swirl of light that um formed rocks formed mountains like i remember helping to build these things from a thought process into stagnation and then when we would sign when we were finished with a structure the way we would sign it was like ball into a thing of energy and shoot through it and that was like the signature and so my personal signature was because i was a blue green energy I think turquoise is my stone that I created to sign my name. Now, maybe other things helped me, like whatever. And I do remember it was almost like when I would join up with the other lights that were doing this stuff, it was almost like how water moxicans are like in, in a lake, like just all blah, 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 like swirling around. Like I would go like chill out with other lights and be like, oh, and then when I would go to create my formations and stuff, it was just... I don't know. I have this, that I remember that the same way I remember, you know, whatever I did. I mean, where was I on 9-11 or, you know, I don't know. I just have like, I feel, it feels like the same quality of a memory to me as a memory would feel. So I, I mean, most people are like, yeah, you're just crazy and that's fine. And that doesn't have to be everybody else's reality and they don't have to believe me. And it doesn't necessarily mean it's true, but that's my feeling of it. And then I also like, physically have heard rocks be like me 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 i'm like oh you want to be an electric guest with me for a while like i'll i'll carry you around we can like you can chill with me for the rest of my existence like let's go like and i really respect them because they have been here way longer than we have and they will be here way longer than we are and there is a sentience to them crystals are alive crystals grow like a lot of these rocks i don't believe the story okay I just have to say this because you're telling me conventionals the world that uh inside the earth is a bolton or molten iron core magma blob and then it shoots out basically it doesn't matter if it's metamorphic or igneous or sedimentary rock or essentially at some point in time it used to be part of this magma so depending on the rate at which it cooled and you know entropy how much time since it's left the source depends on the rock the kind the type it is you know like how much weathering it's gone through or whatever it doesn't make sense the conventional mm -hmm. view of how stones are formed doesn't make any sense it's 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 just as much of a make-believe fairy tale story as what i just said so um <laughs> that's why i'm just kind of going like we have to re-examine what we're in here that's what i'm yeah. really about probably too it's like stop listening to all the stories of I don't, nobody knows really anything. Like we're all just like the blind leading the blind. So you might as well sit within yourself in your blindness and try to try, try to find what it is we're in. Yeah. I just think that this world and our history is so much more magical than we could even think, or at least than we believe right now. I just think that there's things that you wouldn't even deem possible that, you know, we used to do and that will come back to us as well. And um, I look forward to just kind of like discovering the magic again and allowing ourselves to be those inner child children and to, you know, have the wonder, you know, 
just feel like people have lost a lot of wonder in the world and they're just so cynical nowadays and it's like we need to get that wonder back of that I wonder what's around this corner oh my gosh there's a tree oh look there's a fairy door like let's knock on it <laughs> suddenly yeah. your astral project into the fairy realm <laughs> so I just think like we should just be allow ourselves to have that fun really um and yeah <laughs> that's wrong to share all right gabby so tell tell us how people can find you so um i'm just gabby zakara so it's g-a-b-y and then z-a-c-a-r-a and that's on um like instagram my music on spotify youtube um, facebook and then my tiktok is gabby zakara 333 um, so that's like my own stuff. And I do videos about all the stuff I've been talking about, a lot about kind of spirituality, ascension, energy and spells. Um, and then also I was just, you were talking about the books and I kept like going off topic with the books, but there are books that exist. They are my spiritual teachers, but it's a lot of the stuff that I've kind of experienced and I teach as well because I've experienced it and I know it to be true. Um so just to share with you guys, there's this one book, it's called The Way of Emotion by Chris T. And this one is about, um, it's about the soul, the nature of the soul and our emotions and our ego. And it explains basically um, about addiction. It has a, a recipe in the back that can correct your internal chemistry in like an hour, I think. And so what it does is it turns off addictions in an hour. It's got like a juice, um, a juice cleanse. Um, it's basically the guidebook you want if you're trying to um, be healthy and um, basically become your highest self and inner stand yourself as well. So that's called the way of emotion. If you're over 18, get the over 18 version. Um, and then this one is Matrix Magic. And this is basically more um, literally using magic, like spells and mudras and stuff I was showing you. And this is... Um, this again has the cure to addiction in it, but this one, it, it takes five minutes rather than um, an hour. And so what it does is there's something called ketosis. Have you heard of ketosis before? Yeah, like the fasting yeah. state. Yeah. Yeah. So you get into ketosis by fasting for like two and a half, three days. Once you get into ketosis, you ha it um, corrects your internal chemistry. So if you had any addictions, it um, resets them. So it turns them off and it did it for my smoking addiction, which is how I'm, I'm now not a smoker. So you can do it naturally from fasting for a few days, but these books um, have shortcuts in that will get you into ketosis in five minutes instead of doing the fasting. So you can literally get into keto um, to cure your addiction. You can get into keto to align your chakras. You can get into keto to have the benefits of fasting. It turns off hunger it um helps with like cancer it helps with mental illnesses and stuff there's loads of benefits to ketosis and fasting um, and these books shortcut you and they also give you um guidance on kind of like the beginning of how to be a, a true magician so what reiki is how to absorb energy with your hands how to use precious metals and precious gemstones and stuff and this is like magic is medicine and it's the first of many the next one coming out is going to be megalith magic and how Ooh. to like how to um make the most out of the megaliths you go to so those books at the minute are, are kind of like we're promoting them because they help people um and so alongside my videos if you're interested have a look at those books as well 
That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Gabby. This was really, really fun. We'll have to do this again sometime because I, I totally enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. And thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Cool. <laughs> Bye. See ya. See ya.